My days working, taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. So now, like I mentioned, you know, three potential second round picks, right? Darnell Washington out of Georgia, Sam Laporta out of Iowa, Luke Musgrave, who you have borderline. He seems like he's your, you know, 2B, you mm-hmm. know, to your 2A uh, in Kincaid. Um, and he's out of Oregon State. Now, assuming all those guys go in the second round, Luke Musgrave is the guy who stands out to you. So why is yeah. that? Why do you like him over Darnell Washington? And, you know, the guy who I have next is Sam Laporta. So I'm, I'm really curious to, to, to hear what you think about uh, why, why, you know, why you like Musgrave over him. I have, yeah, I have Musgrave and then Laporta, but I also have Laporta and Kraft very close to each other, but I do have a tier okay. break after Musgrave. I have Musgrave up in that. Um, it's actually a Michael Mayer tier, Kincaid Musgrave tier. That's kind of how I have it laid out. But uh, Musgrave, I guess the big thing for him, it is kind of a a projection when you look at it on its face. 47 receptions, 633 yards over his entire career at Oregon State, which is less than ideal. He's obviously battled through some injuries, but I think Musgrave is going to be a problem in the NFL. I think he's going to reel in eight-plus touchdowns multiple times. Like I compare compare him to Kyle Kyle Rudolph. Um, He doesn't do a lot uh, after the catch. And Rudolph, I grew up watching the Vikings. Rudolph was a guy that was a massive target, massive hands, a good good tight end it was a top 15 pick i think in the nfl draft notre dame and i don't think musgrave is going to be that but you look at the top 15 fantasy seasons that kyle rudolph had it was multiple it was year after year after year it was 8 12 13 random seasons where you just like oh rudolph finished up there i was like yeah he did uh because of consistency and because of the athleticism that he brings musgrave 46140 yard dash 80th percentile 40 talking about athleticism and speed this guy was a slalom skier in high school uh he, he i think he was a four sport athlete going through i think he lacks ability to create yak like i said and break tackles but his lower half's a little tight um i think he has the ability to to burst after catch but it's just it's it's not ideal it's not on the mayor and the kincaid level of, of after catch and it's i mean mayor's not on the same level as kincaid but uh mayor still was top five in yak i believe at the tight end position i think he's a good hands catcher even in contested areas in the middle of the field six six 250 pounds like he's got the build the prototype uh and his uncle bill is in the nfl as an offensive coordinator so it kind of runs in the genes the thing with musgrave though is it's a projection i saw what i saw at the senior bowl and that's why i kept that that kept that great on there i have Payne durham a little higher than some people do but again not everybody gets to go to the senior bowl so i have a different view on things it's kind of like you know you're gonna have a different view i think maybe i don't know when i talk about receivers today but i know a couple guys you like down there at the wide receiver position that some people maybe don't like on twitter because it's twitter and (laughs) that's just a different view that we get for going down to see these prospects uh in a different lens 
And so that's why Musgrave does end up staying up into this conversation because he's 22 and a half years old. He's also almost got a year on Kincaid. And I think he's got size. I think he's got frame. And I think he's got uh, the intangibles and the traits to be and project as a tight end. And that's a big thing at at tight end and quarterback is you have to be able to project these guys because they're not all going to fit perfectly into whatever offense they get drafted to. Um, And, I think that's just kind of the way you have to deal with it. But Musgrave, I do think, is one that projects very well to the NFL if he can stay healthy. Yeah, man, that's why you're here. <laughs> because the, <laughs> the position is extremely tough to project, you know, to the next level. You know, quarterback, I think, is probably the toughest. I think tight end is is yeah. is the is the next toughest after that. I you know, quarterbacks, I needed to have some people on for that podcast for sure. You're here. <laughs> you know, I, I think I can handle running backs. I think I'll be all right there. Uh, you know, wide receiver, I think I'll be okay. Uh, I have a very special guest for wide receivers next week, guys. Just 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 letting you guys know. You could probably guess who that who that might be. Uh, but you know, I'll say this, man, like. The tight end position, like you said, like there's a lot of tight ends that we've seen in the past, 30, 40, 50, and that's good, career receptions in college, right? Yeah. And, the, and and a lot of the times they're sitting behind another good tight end, right? And, you know, and we'll talk about that with Darnell Washington, right? Sitting behind Brock Bowers, right? It's like this dude is going to be one of the best tight ends we've seen coming out in a long time. He's going to come out next year. Uh, you know, he's just a beast, you know, all everything you're looking for in a tight end, like he's one, he's that dude, right? So... And Washington, he was a top 25 recruit out of high school. Like he's ridiculously athletic, 6'7, 264. But his projection also based on that athleticism, right? And that's all it is at this point. It's a projection. And apparently he has very good blocking skills. I saw, I think it was Lan- I think it was Zerline who said that he could potentially play tackle at some point uh, in the NFL. So that tells you how good his blocking skills are. That could propel him to becoming a top overall tight end in the league at some point. Uh, for fantasy, seems Super risky, not somebody that you should be drafting in, in your uh, rookie drafts or anything like that. I'm looking at Sam Laporta as a much safer pick, right? And than Washington, I think there's a clear, you know, tier gap after Laporta. But I want to hit on Washington first before we hit get Laporta, uh, get to Laporta. You know, is it possible that someone like Washington, who has, who we've seen create some big plays when he got some opportunity, right, on the field? It's not just about his blocking; he has good hands. Um, and he could potentially, you know, do some work in the NFL after a couple of years without having a lot of college production. Darnell's a tough one for me. I uh, was high on him early, and as the processes went on, I've I've just pulled back and pulled back and pulled back a little bit more. And you bring up the offensive line thing, and that is something at the NFL Combine that was discussed uh, in the stadium and outside the stadium at bars. Uh, was uh, hey. Where's Darnell Washington? And you're like, well, he just ran that four six four, and he's he's an incredible athlete, right? Six seven two sixty, yeah. Uh, but when you're sitting here talking to people that are uh, in the research part of these organizations, and you go, I mean, he's a mismatch in the red zone. They go, is he? And you're like, I think he, I thought he was. And they're like, I'm not I'm not afraid of him. I, I would I mean I we're looking at him in offensive line. I was like, after that athleticism, you're still looking at him at offensive wow. line, and they go. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, okay, so do you draft him if he's an offensive line prospect for you? And they said, no, you can't draft him if you think he's an offensive line prospect. And that like, it kind of like was one of those, like, like it blew up my mind thinking that they would take a prospect like Darnell Washington with the, with the athleticism frame that he has and just say, well, he's a tackle and we're going to make him a tackle. And kind of, that's like a three, four year project. Uh, There was a big guy. I was like Babatunde Agabusi that they brought over from like, uh, Australia, right? And they tried to make him play tackle and it was it didn't work. 
And it was a multi-year project. And this is Darnell Washington, who's a, a coveted prospect coming out of high school to play tight end, played with right. Brock Bowers at Georgia. And yeah, he didn't have a thousand yards in his career there, but he was still like a dominant tight end with athleticism. And then I go to the pro day and the pro day really is what deterred me. I had him up to tight end three, tight end four conversation, and I plummeted him all the way down to eight right now. And why is he at eight? Because of the, the offensive line conversation. Again, he's a great blocker, great blocker. Yeah, but so is Mercedes Lewis. And then I go to the Georgia pro day and I got to give a shout out to Stetson Bennett because Stetson Bennett made him look great in the receiving right. part of the of the drills. But everything that he wasn't doing when it wasn't him trying to catch the football, when he was just going around, walking around, in and out of breaks and things like this, it was just like this very – it wasn't what I saw on tape. It wasn't the athleticism that you see of him leaping over dudes at this massive body frame. He looked like an old dude. He looked like an old man. Mm. And, it, and it was like – he's again, you have to take into account that this guy is 280 probably in the season. He's 6'7", 6'8". He is a right. redonkulous – shaped size person it's like nothing yes. you've seen before but it's almost too big and it that's is, it that, is almost too big that's what went into my brain I was like he's almost too big you could see like and it's one of those weird things it's like if you either can see it or you can't to me it looked like he was like in pain the whole time oh and my I, goodness and, see, and like, i'm like i don't know i just it just pushes me away from things like that um but i think what i saw on tape i love that darnell washington but through this process like i said the conversation at the combine and everything from the pro day, it really just deterred me back. So I, I want to know where you have him because I know a lot of people are still high on him. Um, I think I might be the lowest out of a lot of people, but I have also seen him at a couple different venues and talked to a couple different people. So, yeah, he's also outside of my top five as well. I mean, again, you know, after after the few of the guys we're talking about, it's not worth taking any sort of risk in in especially in dynasty rookie drafts, which is really the lens that I'm trying to look at this look at this into. And you know, just for context, guys, I know a lot of people might not be familiar with how big these tight ends are, but for context, like most of these other prospects are six five, six six, around two fifty. Okay, and this guy measured in at the combine probably after losing some weight at six seven two sixty four. Okay, so he's probably, like you said, not walking around at 265, right? He's probably walking around a lot heavier than that. And with the context of how he would, was actually looking like at the pro day, that's, that's really good context right there. So it seems to me like, you know, if this guy was like just freaking out at his pro day, you know, I think we would have heard about it. And I think there's a reason why we didn't hear about it. Yeah, I, it's and I hate to be like negative on him or anything, but like it's sure. it's just one of those things. Like you did, like Stetson Bennett was putting balls in great spots for him, but they weren't. It wasn't like this. I, I don't know who really to compare it to. It like it wasn't like popping off the screen, kind of like what you mm -hmm. would expect out of a guy that ran a four six four at two hundred and sixty five pounds. And, like it just wasn't. And he kind of he kind of needs that, right? Like in order to for for people to really understand who he is, right? Because yeah. if you're going to stand out as a tight end cuz he's he can't stand out as a lineman right now, right? So if he's going to stand out as a tight end, he needs to pop, dude, especially yeah. you know with the size that he has and and that tweener, you know, that he's kind of being labeled as right now. So that's you know, it's funny because like the tweener that we talk about tight end is usually between wide receiver and tight end <laughs> and not tight end and lineman, right? <laughs> yeah. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. <laughs> yeah, man. So, okay. So let's move on. I want to talk about Laporta here, man. 50-plus catches each of the last two years. Um, fifth in the Power Five each of the last two years in yards per route run among the 15 tight ends each year who had 50 or more targets. Very good out for the catch. Uh, even though... There were some questions around his ability there, but you know he's a very good athlete, probably the fastest tight end, you know, who'll be taken in the first three rounds. I would say, assuming that you know Washington gets taken later, you know, this dude was a former wide receiver. You know, he runs you know better routes and a more variety of routes than typical tight ends, and I think there's a lot of pass catching upside here. Uh, keep in mind that he might not be the the you know the explosive play type of guy right he had the lowest rate of 15 or more yard catches uh among these day one and day two projected tight ends so interesting to, to hear what you have to say about laporta you know i think he has a decent production profile you know decent efficiency profile and you know i don't know what his ceiling is going to be in the nfl uh but but curious to hear your thoughts on him i think laporta is very interesting and thor is over his heels thor nystrom um from uh, Fantasy Pros, loves him. He's also an Iowa guy. He lives right. in Minnesota. He's an <laughs> Iowa fan. So it kind of has a little bit of bias in there for him. But um, I think the, the film looks like he's a wide receiver. When I see him on the field, which is a positive note, right, because that's where everyone's going with Kincaid. Everyone's like, oh, he looks like a receiver out there. I think he's smoothing it out of breaks. I think he's – my term for him, my one word to describe Sam Laporta is just yak.com. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that leads many to the George Kittle comp. I don't see Laporta quite on the level of George Kittle, uh, but I think there's a world where he's ranked, uh, you know, ahead of a guy that I compare him to, Trey McBride. Where last year Trey McBride was the tight end one, I would prefer to Sam Laporta to him, and you can see kind of where that's uh, contextually laying out from this class to last class, right? If if Laporta's down here at three or four, and Trey McBride yep. was one, it shows you how much better this class is overall. And, uh, and McBride was taken in the first round, wasn't he? Was he like twenty? fifth overall something yeah, like this right or something right, like that exactly so, so, so that tells you that mcbride might have been taken a little bit earlier just because of of a depleted tight end class last year no he wasn't first round damn boy. he wasn't he was second I, he was. I think i thought he was too for a second there we gotta verify that that's the 55th pick 55th pick not 25th. second round that's right same thing. That's but I think that's the same area that you can expect the Sam Laporta to go in right i think he should probably be that's like a, that's like a floor for him i think right okay oh really because yeah. I was looking at him, his projection, it seemed to me like his projection was a little – actually, no, no, you're right. It, a, a, a second round. That's what it seems like to me. Now, real quick, though, it's interesting because you mentioned Luke Musgrave. Do you think any of these other tight ends besides Merrick and Cade can sneak into the first round, or do you think those other guys that we mentioned are, are, are most likely second-round picks? I, I don't think you'll see – any, any, I, I know it's hard pressed for me to say more than Mayor and Kincaid because um, I don't know what the numbers are right now. I think they might have came out at like two and a half or three and a half when it when they did the first time. Right. But I, I would expect it. It's just Mayor and Kincaid, and I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it's just one of these guys. If it's just one, uh, right? To be quite frank, again, because 
you know, we've heard positives on the Kincaid medicals, but maybe there's some negatives on Kincaid medicals. And maybe there's guys that don't have them graded that high. And on Mayer, I, I doubt people have gotten fatigued on that, but uh, there's a world where it happens. And then you look at the last couple years of, of the tight end draft classes, and we had none go in the first round last year. We had Pitts go two years ago, and then none the year before that. And then before that, it was Hawkinson and Fant. And that same conversation that I was having about Darnell Washington with that person uh, was in regards to tight ends overall and the overall landscape of tight ends being compared to what we've seen from running backs for the last four years, where it's transitioned completely away because of the hit rate, right? We saw OJ Howard, we saw Hayden Hurst go in the first round, Eric Ebron, guys like this, and continually miss. And the NFL doesn't like to miss on guys like that, right? So the running backs kind of going this way and tight ends kind of right behind it. Now this class may fight against that just because of the athleticism and the abundance of talent. I could see that, but I think overall we need to just realize that tight end maybe isn't on the NFL teams, uh, number like on their, on their list. Right. Cause Evan Ingram, right. He was a first round pick. He, he broke out for Jacksonville this year. He was drafted by the giants. Uh, Hayden Hurst gets traded. Fans gone. Hawkinson's gone. Like who's next is Pitts going to be got like these guys just don't end up, uh, coming through and breaking out for fantasy terms on the team that they're drafted by. So that's why NFL teams are just starting to kind of push that position down the board a little bit. No, I hear that. So I, I interrupted you with Laporta. You were in the middle of talking about him. Laporta, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> brought it back to Laporta. Um, no, I think I compared it to Trey. Yeah, we got way off on that one, didn't we? Trey McBride yeah, we, was my. <laughs> welcome to this. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast where we will take three, four degrees of separation and then we'll wrap it around and I will bring it back awkwardly to the thing that we were talking about and just put it right on you. So. Feel free. I love that. I love that. Back to Trey McBride. Trey McBride's where we started. That's my comp for him on um, player profile. We got Tyler Conklin. I think we're in that same that same boat where Jordan Reed's in the top five comparables as well. Four five nine ninetieth percentile forty yard dash, uh, and the one telling. Uh, metric for tight ends is agility score 90th percentile 11.16 uh, agility score for Sam Laporta he kind of fits in that same mold as a Dalton Kincaid and I think if you're looking at a guy like Kincaid or you're worried about the injuries you're getting a year younger in Sam Laporta you're getting what we've seen uh, for the last 10 years out of tight ends from Iowa in Laporta he's 246 pounds same frame as Kincaid, and he's got almost 1,800 yards in Iowa over the last few seasons. I think Laporta's got what it takes to kind of excel in the NFL. Like I said, yak.com. I just I love everything he brings to the table because he looks like a wide receiver. And I think that's what a lot of people are using this Kincaid thing. He looks like a wide receiver. How about this? Sam Laporta looks like a wide receiver. How do you like that? Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I do have Laporta over um, – uh, uh, what's his name? Musgrave. Sorry, I lost it. Yeah, I do have him over Musgrave, and you got him at you know, three. Like three. Yeah, I do, and okay. uh, so that's why I'm wondering, like, what? So obviously, you know, with Musgrave, you have to, you know, kind of extrapolate a little bit here, right? So what is it about Musgrave when, you, when you're looking at these two guys, and you have somebody with a profile that is, you know, you have a little bit more to work with here, right? Mm-hmm. So for for someone like me who might not be able to to translate, you know, what somebody did with less work like like what is what do you look at musgrave like what do you see in musgrave that you're like all right well i do like him a little bit over laporta somebody who might be a little bit easier to project if that makes sense 
a lot of it really is just traits and size. Uh, traits right. and it's like I said, I mentioned before projection. I think that a guy like Musgrave has an easier path to excelling in fantasy when you're talking about touchdowns. All right, Musgrave is a guy that I think can be dominant in the red zone, and if he brings in eight, nine touchdowns, and Sam Laporta takes a little bit of time to get on the field, and he only ends up with like one in a year, that touchdown difference and the, the, the touchdown variance can really uh, help Musgrave uh, kind of come along faster. You're also looking at a guy at six six versus six three. He's got a bigger frame. He's got a frame that can carry more weight. And he also has the athleticism, four six one for Musgrave with three pounds or three inches taller and five, 10 pounds heavier than Laporta, who was impressive as, a, as an athlete as well. And I like Laporta, but again, I just am trying to project who's going to be the best. And if I was, you know, obviously Meyer's up there and Kincaid's up there, but if there's going to be like a guy that I would say, all right, his range of outcomes is tight end one in this class, I would bet on Musgrave a little more than I would bet on Laporta just cheerily because of those traits and uh, upside. That makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, 6'3 is not, you know, that's definitely on the shorter end um, of the tight end spectrum, I would say. It's just a lot tougher for for these guys to, to kind of come through. Like we've seen the year yeah. after year. I mean, I could just sit here and you can think of it off your name, but uh, John o. Smith, Jeff Swain, Evan Ingram, right. like just the Irv Smith, right? Like year after year after year, we see the guys that are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and as much as we love them, it's a lot harder for those guys to break out than it is the guys that are 6'6", six, six, 250, can dominate in the run game and then in the red zone as well. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 